Okay, let us begin. Amazing. Baruch Hashem. We begin uh, a new day, a new life, an opportunity to change, to grow. As we know, it's one of the reasons that we start off in Yeshiva, we start off every day with purity of speech because especially during this time where it's post-Pesach, Pesach is when we got our speech back. And the key is for a person to learn how to speak better. Right, it's brought down from the Mitzorah, this last week's parsha, a little, little very scary. It's brought down that uh, Chazal say that the Mitzorah <laughs> used to cover his mouth. He used to be on the side. He used to cover his mouth with a scarf to show that this is what caused me to be a Mitzorah is my talking, is my language. So a person has to really try and work on himself to, uh, to yeah, isn't that crazy? He used to wear a scarf. Wear a mask. So they did. Torah is talking to us, right? Torah is teaching us what we have to do. Better to stay quiet. Yeah. Right, I say. Yeah, right. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of us. And, uh, and like, like we always say, it's every day. You have to strengthen yourself every day and every day and every day in your speech, in your speech, to, to, especially when it comes to people who you're closest with. The closest people we are with are the easiest to say the wrong things and not to say what, 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 what it is that, that are good things. It's one of the reasons we know that the Mitzorah sent out two birds, right? I'm sure you guys learned this. Why two birds? Why did he uh, bring one for a carbon and the other one he sent away? Why two birds? So they say, because it's not only about not talking. That's the bird that was killed. It's about, it's about talking and saying good things. So it's important if you can say something good and you didn't say something good, that's also something that a person has to work on. If you have a compliment to tell someone, oh, you look great, or that was delicious, or thank you so much, and you hold that back, that's also, right? There are different levels of, of Lashon Hara. Yes, Avi? Right, in general. Right, right, right. So that, very good. So that, so Avi's asking, oh, right, you have to be careful, which is sometimes Avak Lashonara, not to in general talk about other people. But that doesn't mean that I can't tell you, Avi, I love your davening jacket. I love your jacket. It's a cool jacket. That's different than me talking about somebody else. Very good. Very good. So the reason we learn purity of speech, the reason we do it every day, yes. Right, so you have to. So what Avi is saying in general, you have to be careful because once you start talking about another person, if I'm talking with you, Avram, you say, "Oh, when we start talking about Yankee over there, we start saying, oh, what a cool jacket, what a great this.' Suddenly, we're talking about him. Then, oh, I, well, I don't think it's such a good jacket. Uh, you know, right? It doesn't that's exactly. That's where that's where a person gets himself into trouble. Speech, just in general, speech in general, can always get you into trouble. A person has to be very, very careful the way he talks. Okay, so day one, what does it say? It has the power to ruin, you know what? I'm going to share with you guys something that someone texted me. 
It's very scary. Mamash, very scary. Someone texted this to me recently, right? Look what he says. Hi, Rebbe. I wanted to tell you the effects of Lush and Hara are terrible. I have a close family member who went around telling many people very negative things about a family. They called this family member schools and saying extremely negative things that were untrue and how the family members can't get into schools. They are, are not treated normally. The mother can't leave the house because people look at her negatively. Uh, a, a, a sister can't get married because people right away say no to the shidduch. All because of what? Because people are talking about this family. Unbelievable. I wish somebody sent it to me. Big tzaddik sent it to me. So it has the power to ruin a business, to break a shidduch, to pe- tear a family apart, destroy shalom bias. That for sure. Mir Hashem, you'll learn when you get married. A woman, is, you have to be very, very careful how you talk to your wife. Be very, very, very careful how you talk to your wife. I always say the, the best shalom bias eitza is for a four-letter word. It's called be nice. N-I-C-E. You guys think about it now. Ah, oh, what's the big deal? I'm telling you. Be nice. That's it. You can say anything, but if you say it in a nice way. Obviously, you have to be careful what you say also. But you say it in a nice way. You be nice. No reason to... It's with your kids also. Mir Tashem. There's nothing wrong with disciplining your kids. People think, oh, I'm either going to let my kids get away and do whatever they want, or oh, I'm going to be a monster. Whoa, chill. You can tell your kids, no. The answer is no. You cannot do that. I, I'm, I'm very upset the way you're acting, that we don't do that to your sister. You don't do that to your brother, whatever it might be. Right? You don't act. But to say it without being a monster, that's the challenge that many people have. To say things, right? He says, which weapon has such ominous power? Words. Right, what do they say? The medrash? Someone said the, the medrash that says someone went to buy tongue, right, in the, in, the, in the marketplace, and one tongue was delicious, and the other tongue was terrible. So he says, oh, you, this tongue they cooked great, and they put the great spices. Oh, it was a delicacy. This other tongue they cooked was, was disgusting. So he says, what's the mushal? It's all, your, 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 your words could be beautiful. You dive into Hashem, you talk Torah, you give somebody a compliment, you say good morning, oh, you uplift the guy. And another thing is, oh, it comes out of your mouth garbage. It comes out of your mouth garbage. Oh, he says, there's another side to the coin. It has the power to heal a broken heart, to brighten a lonely life, inspire a stray soul, nurture and teach. Right, that's uh, shy. your mother is that experiment. That should be put all... Oh, it wasn't your mom. Oh, yeah, incredible. All right, but your mother. Right? That's it. Really. You see these little girls, these little kids, the rice, how it affects it. Yes, when used properly, words can cause unimaginable joy. And when used, unfortunately, negatively, it causes damage. It is our choice to utilize our most special gift properly, the gift of speech. Okay, we're on day one of purity of speech. Says the Chavetz um, Chaim, and this is in the introduction. Oh no, say for Chavetz Chaim, Hilchus Lashon Hara, Klal Aleph, Klal Heiches. Lashon Hara is derogatory speech about a fellow Jew and which can harm another Jew. It is forbidden to talk Lashon Hara, and this is a big misconception, even if it is true. If the person 
talks Lashon Hara and it's not true. So not only is he over the Isra of Midvar Sheker Tirchak, not only are you a liar, but you're also spreading uh, Motzi Shemra, which is terrible. You're spreading a false rumor. The Aver of Lashon Hara applies even if you were talking to one person. However, the more listeners there are, the greater the Avera. Why is it worse to talk to more listeners? So there are two reasons the Chavetz Chaim says. Number one, because you're causing more people to be over Lashon Hara. And number two, because the person you are talking about will be more embarrassed by knowing that more people know about it. Correct, and then it spreads even more, right? Beautiful. Huh? That's the person Yeah, that also. Yeah, correct. If two people relay the Lashon Hara, then the Avera is greater because the more people repeat it, the more it is accepted. So if two people, right? If you're standing Chas with two people and then you say, oh, uh, you heard about Yankel? Yankel's a, you know, he's a, whatever, he's a... Mechal Shabbos, and he's off the derech, and he's this, and then the guy next to you says, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's even worse, because now the, the person who's listening to it will be like, oh, okay, great, yeah, here. One thing I just want to share, and then we'll go to Mesil Sharm. Oh, it's beautiful to be back, this man, Baruch Hashem, to be in yeshiva with everybody learning, purity of speech, this is what it's about, guys. This is what it's about. Um... Um, I was thinking from this week's parsha. you know, it says that if somebody had, had, uh, had a house and he had saras on his house and he had a neighbor, right, he had a wall, and then he had a neighbor and he had to break down his wall, so even though the neighbor didn't do anything wrong, but the fact that they shared a wall is tough luck on the guy who has to break down his wall because he spoke Lashnara. And the neighbor didn't speak any Lashnara, but his wall comes down also. So what did the Chazal say from that? Yeah, what does Chazal say, Yitzhak? Oil Rasha, Oil which means, all right, you're, you're, not only is the Russia a Russia, but his, his, his neighbor is going to suffer. So I was thinking, right? Many times we have questions. Oh, what do I do if I'm in a situation and this one's talking Lashon Hara and this and that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what are you doing hanging out with that guy? What are you doing hanging out with that guy? Why, why are you hanging out with that? You're blaming the guy that the guy's about Lashon Hara. Why do you keep on going to his room? Why do you keep on having a conversation with the guy? Tell the guy I'm not interested. Or just walk away. That's oil Rosh Hashanah. So you think, oh, you're going to be a big tzaddik? What do you, get out of there anyway. That hit me this Shabbos. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We should be zoicha, each and every one of us. We should be zoicha and all the Jewish people, zoicha not to speak any Lashon Hara. Today, every day, Hashem will bring Shomer Pivul Shainai is Shomer Mitzaras Nafshai, as it says in Mishlei. Somebody who watches his mouth, someone who covers his mouth, right, is somebody who, who protects himself from the Tsaras, from the challenges. Hashem will help all the Jewish people be Zoha to love each other more, to only speak wonderful things about ourselves, each other, our families, and all the Jewish people. Okay. Let us begin. Okay, we're beginning the second parak. 
We left off in the first parak. We're going to do this a little bit uh, different forum. We're going to learn this a little bit more inside because we have a the the oilam here can learn more inside, right? Hine inyan azihiras. What is the uh, essence of zihiras? Hushia adam nizar b'maisuv binyanov chormer mizbonen umifakeh almaisuv udrachov. Right. This is probably the hardest thing for a person to do, and that is to think about his life, especially in our generation where we're so busy and we are so um, distracted by many other things. But the, the avoda of a person in his life to be zahir, because we're coming off of the parak of what is my responsibility being in this world? So it says the Mesil Zisharim, is that a person thinks he's misponein, he's mefakeh hamaizuvadrachav, which means he knows exactly why he does everything that he does, and he understands why he does everything he does. Why am I wearing this jacket? Why am I wearing this shirt? Why am I have my hair like this? Why do I have these shoes? Why am I in yeshiva? Why am I learning? Why do I sit the way I sit? Do I jog? Do I exercise? Do I eat healthy? Do I go ahead? Do I give into my tithes? Do I do this? Why do I do everything? When a person understands that, that's when a person begins to live his life. Because otherwise, you're literally, as he's going to say, you're literally like an animal. Not in, a, not in a bad sense, like, oh, you're an animal. You're literally like an animal. That, well, what are you doing? Right? The hamster, what is it? The wheel is spinning. The hamster's dead. The hamster's dead. What does that mean? It means I, I have no choice in how I'm living my life. It happens to be that I'm here in yeshiva. It doesn't happen to be. You chose to be in yeshiva. You chose to be where you are right now. It's a little scary to think like that, but that's the truth. That's what he says. A person thinks, Hatovim Haim Imlo. What am I doing? Is what I'm doing good or what I'm doing is not good? When a person does that, what does he do? He holds himself back from losing his life and literally disappearing. He says, He says, and don't go habitually preceding life like a blind man walking in the dark. Right? And he says on the bottom here, it's good. He says, a blind man walking in the dark is doubly handicapped. He has two problems. Number one, he cannot see for himself. And also, the darkness makes it impossible for other people to help him. So what does that mean? What's the pshat? Right? The pshat is, is that you're not even going to look for help anymore. Not even going to look for help. Not only are you blind... But, right? What does that mean that you're blind? It means that you could have somebody who's there, right? How many people can fall in love with a girl? How many people can have this great girl in front of them, a great opportunity? How many people can have a great business? How many people can have a great yeshiva? How many people can have a great life? And it's standing right in front of them. And they're what? They don't even see it. They don't even see it. Right? That's also one of the things we said in this week's parsha that it says when they would break down the house... Sometimes when they broke down the house, what would they find? Money. They would find money. They found a treasure. What does that mean? What does that mean? Sometimes the, your treasure is right under your nose. You have everything and you can't even see it. Why? Because you don't think 
about your life. Okay, question, comments? Oh, it's beautiful. Question, comments, guys. And we'll go a little right there. Yes. Yes. You're careful, careful, right? You're careful in what you do. Everything you do, you're careful. When, so that, that's when you're like debating whether you're doing is good or bad. It's yeah. Being careful. Yeah, you're being careful. You're being careful. Say, well, am I, am I, how am I dressing? How am I walking? What am I, where am I going? What's my schedule today? What's my schedule for the week? What am I living my life? Am I getting married? I'm not getting married. What type of girl do I want to marry? What type of day do I want to have today? Whatever it might be. Yes. Yeah, right? Thank you. Thank you, Hashem. Amazing. I'm used to you being over here, Shalom Good, I have to change. Change is good. Now you're on this side. Good. Is it something to look into how he's writing? Is that he's saying, like, first things first, is, like, just be aware. Like, he's not saying, like, change your masim to be good. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. We're we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to that. Beautiful. Uh, not only that's exactly what he's saying. Measure twice, cut once. But most people. Okay, let me talk about what Shlomo Zalman saying. Most people are either or. Most people either. Most people either think and think and think and think. Right. Big thinkers don't do much. They're miserable. And a lot of doers. Right? Sometimes do stupid things and they don't think. The goal, as Shlomo Zalman says, is to combine the two. If you're a guy who thinks and thinks and thinks, so know what you need? That's what you need. You need a kick in the pants to stop thinking so much. Our generation, I think, is a shtickle overthinkers, right? But we also think about the wrong things. Right? A person's worried about my future, right? Oh, I'm worried, 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 worried. Oh, what's going to be? Now it's a big fat joke on everybody. The Rabbanishon pulled a very, a very fast one on everybody about, about thinking about your future. I think, right. Think about the future. How many conversations, right? How many conversations I've had? Probably most of the conversations I have with everybody in Yeshiva, I would say most. Not the first year guys, that's different. But anyone who a little bit, even first year guys, most of the conversations, what am I doing next? Right? When you get stark, what do you start thinking about? What am I doing next? Where am I going next? Where am I going? Yeah, I don't know. Now, now you have the answer to that question. Now you have the answer to the question. So anyway, so what's the pshat? The pshat is, is that like Shoma Zalman, thank you, is the pshat that most people are either thinking too much or they don't think at all. And they just do. Halavai, you do, you do, you do. But you need a combination you need a combination of when do you think? When do you think? That's what the Ramchal is going to say. You set aside 20 minutes a day, right? The greatest thing for a person to do is before he goes to sleep is to plan out the next day. Or Matzei Shabbos. Matzei Shabbos, I used to do this, right? I try and still do it, but I used to do this Kaseder. Every Matzei Shabbos I would spend a few hours, I would write the schedule my personal schedule, okay, it's different when you get older. You have a job, you're doing things, you have more responsibilities, but then sometimes you can get even busier and get caught up in the thick of thin things. You can get up, caught up in doing a lot of just nothingness. But when a person, right, I used to go ahead and plan, right, try and still plan the week. You plan a week. You plan your day. 
If a person goes to sleep, says, okay, tomorrow, right? People say, oh, I didn't get up. I happen to have gotten up at this time and that time. There's no happen to get up. Give me a break. If you slept five hours, if you decide that you want to get up early, you can get up early. If you slept 10 hours, if you don't want to get up, you ain't getting up. It's all a decision that you make. Tomorrow morning, I'm getting up at this time. At 10.30, I'm doing this. At 11.45, I'm doing this. At 12.50, I'm doing this. At 1.30, I'm doing Now, okay, things change a little bit here and there. You got to be flexible. You can't be a, you know, a, a meshugana. But halavai, we could be a meshugana the other way. It's okay. It's okay. We've been a meshugana the other way. We could be a meshugana the other way. Right? And then maybe you'll end up in the middle somehow. Right? We sometimes go with no schedule and know this. So then make a schedule and then you'll end up in the middle. I can't tell you how many schedules I've made, how many schedules I've crumpled up and thrown in the garbage. Another week, another day, another this. It's so important for a person to make himself a schedule for this reason. Because then you are guiding your life. And that's what he says. Okay. Thank you, Shlomo Zalman. Anybody else? Question, comments? And then I want to just read this one thing and then we'll stop for today. Okay, continues. He says this is a natural thing. This is a thing that your, that your intellect will demand from you. What am I doing? God gave us, thank God, He gave us das. He gave you a seichel. He says, to save yourself. To save yourself in this crazy, crazy world. To run away from your soul getting lost. You hear this? You have to fight against. You have to fight against, right? We also had it a few parshias ago. A few parshias ago with, with the kosher animal, a kosher, sorry, fish. A kosher fish has fins and scales. Why? So one of the reasons they say is that it needs to be able to swim against. That's a kosher fish is always moving and moving and moving. Like Rabbi Left, I heard from Rabbi Left, right? An escalator going down. Life is going up. An escalator that's coming down. The second you stop, it's going to take you down. If you're not constantly moving, it's a gun. The Gruss says that. The Gruss says if you're not moving up, you're moving down. That's a fact. You want to complain about it and say it's not fair? Okay, say it's not fair that I can't fly. It's the same exact thing. Okay, it's not fair. It's not fair that I, I wish I could fly. Okay, you wish you could fly. Okay, but you can't. There's something called gravity. What do you want me to tell you? That's why Hashem made the world. Hashem made the world that if you're not going up, you're going to go down. That's life. That is life. And it doesn't get easier. Right? Someone wrote that on the... It's a great quote. It doesn't get e- easier. We just get stronger. That's it, Hopefully. Hopefully. Otherwise, you're, you're in trouble. How could it be that you want to hide from being, from being saved? Hear this? He says there's nothing stupider, stupider and more foolish than not taking care of your life. Says the Missile If you ain't going to take care of your life, Who's going to take? Mommy ain't taking care of your life anymore. I'm not talking to kindergarten kids. We're going to say, Mommy's going to save my life. Mommy's going to save me. Daddy's going to save me. Daddy's not saving you. Mommy's not saving you. And guess what? Your wife ain't saving you either. She's not going to save you either. Can she help you? She can help you. Can your mommy help you? Yes. 
Can your father help you? Yes. Can your friends help you? Yes. Can your Rebbe help you? Yes. Can he save you? Nope. He can't save you. Can he live your life for you? Nope, he can't. Every person needs to take full, full, full responsibility for his life. If you ain't happy, you know why you're not happy? Because you haven't taken responsibility to be happy. You know why you're, you're not organized? Because you, and you're a mess, because you haven't taken, taken the opportunity and the, the responsibility to, to, to make yourself more organized. You know why you're not healthy? Because you haven't, I don't mean chas v'shalom, right? Someone gets sick, chas v'shalom, loyalenu. But I'm saying a person's overweight, a person's this. Now, I'm not saying it, that you can't blame your mother and your father. Blame and blame and blame. You can blame your parents all day and all night. You can blame your grandfather. You can blame your brother. You can blame your cousins. You can blame your roommates. You can blame the entire, entire universe. And you might be right in your blame. You might be 100% right. The reason that you are lazy is because your father is lazy, your mother is lazy, your brothers are lazy. That could be. But at the end of the day, the only one who could save yourself is yourself. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the end of the day. And when a person begins to realize that, when, when you think, well, we'll mention him, Shaila, to even say his name. Say his name not on his yard site, for sure on his yard site, right? Reb Shaila ben Moshe, so Shama should have an aliyah, Shamash should, should protect all the Jewish people. Shamash should be a melech yosher, right? I don't know. Nobody knows. We don't know anything about Reb Shaila. You hear stories. We don't know who Reb Shaila was. One thing I can tell you that I know about Reb Shaila, right? There's one thing I can tell you that I know for a fact about Reb Shaila. Reb Shaila did Reb Shaila. He wasn't waiting for anybody else to do to do Reb Shaila. That's probably why he's so popular now. Reb Shaila did Reb Shaila. He didn't wait for nobody. He lived himself as a legend, not knowing that he's going to be a legend. Couldn't care less if he's a legend. Reb Shaila lived his life. All the tzaddikim are like that. All the tzaddikim. They're not like, oh, how do I become a tzaddik? They don't got time to ask that question, how do I become a tzaddik? Who's got time to ask, how do I become a tzaddik? Who's got time to ask that? I'm so busy doing things, who's going to ask that question? I could ask, how can I work on myself? How can I be a better person? How can I see more opportunity? How can I grow? How can I change? That's what life is about. Oh, he says this thing, will Mirta Shem continue tomorrow? Shem will help each and every one of us. Very, very important. Very important is, especially during this stage, you can't look back. You can't look back. It's very painful sometimes to look back. It's very painful sometimes to say, oh, just wait till you get to my age, guys, right? It's even harder to look back because you guys still could change. You guys don't have such a back already. How many years, right? What, what, what do you have? A couple years. How bad was your past already? You only have a couple years of your past, right? Your voice has just changed a few years ago, right? I'm saying when you get to my age, right? When you get to my age, right, and you're an older guy with gray, then you say if you're a loser, then what are you going to do? Then what are you going to do? Now you're a loser. Okay, you could become, come on, let's change yourself. So you had a bad high school, you had a bad elementary school, you had a bad whatever it is. You didn't even get married yet. So good, well, well, you could change anything. Once a person's in his 30s, his 40s, 50s, it's much more depressing. Because how much are you going to change? But still, still, right? I can tell you personally, even this corona thing, I'm like a new man. How can I be a new man? I'm always trying to be a new man. Serious. I made major changes so far. Major, major personal, internal, amazing changes. I'm so proud of myself. So proud of myself. Yeah, you can clap.
proud of myself. I am. I'm very proud of myself. See, I can even take, that's one of the changes. I can even take that. I can even take a compliment better. Right? But what's the shot? The shot is, and I'm telling you guys, you want to live your life constantly in one lane. One lane you want to be in your whole life. Your whole life you want to be in one lane. That is the lane of change. The lane of change. It's not what you're doing. It's not how many children you have. It's not how much money you make. It's not how long your pay is are. It's not how long your beard is. Doesn't matter whether you finish shots, you didn't finish shots. Doesn't matter. Are you changing and growing? Are you changing and growing? That separates the men from the boys. Separates the, 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 the successful people. I'm not talking successful people, money, not money. I don't look at nobody. Successful people, money, not money. That don't, that don't do nothing to me. What does something to me is, are you changing? Are you growing? Are you asking yourself questions? How can I be better? How can I be better? Today, tomorrow. Corona, not Corona. Yes, Corona. We are together. We're not together. Don't, don't matter. Doesn't matter. Shem will help each and every one of us to grow, to change, to continue. Shem should help all of Klal Yisrael, Bez Hashem, to get back together. We need to get back together. We need to get back together. We have to daven that we can get back together. Not just Baruch Hashem. We're Zoycha, literally, I can't believe it. We started Yeshiva. We started Yeshiva on the Zman. On the Zman, yes, we're missing a lot of people. We're missing a lot of people. But Lamaisa, Yeshiva is, is, uh, is it's funny. I was, my, uh, my daughter, we were filling out <clears throat> some stuff with, with the bank and with Yeshiva and blah, blah, blah. And, and they saw like there's like, they saw like just different stuff. They were asking about Corona. So what are you guys doing? So they're like, um, I forgot how it came up, but we were mentioning how, yeah, the guys are still in yeshiva. I mean, it was through a, a third party in America saying, but there's corona. How are you still running an institution? There's no institution running now. And I told my daughter to say, yeah, listen, there's a group of guys that stayed and they didn't go home and we're running. Yeshiva is still running. I was like, wow, wow, Ashreno. Okay, and we'll continue, Mir Tashem, to talk f- further about that. Hashem will help each and every one of us to smash our rearview mirrors. To remember, today is the, the Binyamin Berkowitz said it, Berko said it, right? I think this year he said it, or maybe last year he said it, that um, today is the only day of the rest of your life. What does that mean? He's, he's so true. The first day of the rest of your life, that's also true, Mir Tashem, but I'm saying this is all we have is today. It's all we have is today. Let us create today to be the day that we want it to be. Don't worry about what you did yesterday, a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, two years ago. Let's live today the way we want to live today. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Oh, it's still going?